Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to watch more analysis of the stocks in this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the market report videos under the Learning Center. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. Hello and welcome to this week's Australian Stock Market Report. This week we'll look at the government's superannuation release and whether it's been good or bad. Then we'll get into the market so I can share with you my thoughts on the Australian stock market, where it's heading along with answering all your questions and looking at stocks for you. I'm Dale Gillam, Chief Analyst at Wealth Within, and we're Australia's most trusted stock market educators. Before we move on, thank you for showing your support for our channel and hitting that subscribe button. As you subscribe, click the bell on the right of it so you keep up to date with our latest videos. Also remember to tune in to our live Australian Stock Market show every Tuesday, 7 to 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Time. Now this is the show where you get to ask us the stock market education and trading experts to look at your favourite stocks and answer all of your questions. Now to say that 2020 has been a big year so far for everyone would be an understatement. Now given many of us have had to contend with fires, floods and of course the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, if we combine this with the current uncertainty around the economy, it's no wonder many Australians are feeling stressed and uneasy about their future. Now, in order to relieve some of the financial stress, the government has launched or launched the early release of superannuation, which allowed individuals to take up to $10,000 of their superannuation prior to the 30th of June and another $10,000 after the 30th of June. Now, According to APRA, 2.5 million people applied to take advantage of this before the end of the financial year, totaling approximately $19 billion, most of which has already been paid out. Now that we've started the new financial year, these same people have the option to access the second tranche of that $10,000 or the second part of the $10,000. So has this scheme achieved what it set out to do? Or is it creating a bigger problem for in individuals into the future? Now, I ask this question because several people I've spoken to who accessed the money didn't need it, but just simply wanted it because they didn't like superannuation. While others have used the money to pay bills and reduce debt to give themselves some breathing space during the lockdown, you have to ask, is this robbing Peter to pay Paul? If you take $10,000 out of your superannuation, then according to ASIC's compound interest calculator, the superannuation would be worse off by around $27,000. Now, that's assuming a compounded growth rate of 5% over 20 years. Now, if you take the full $20,000, then you'll be over $54,000 worse off in 20 years' time based on the same compounded growth rate. 
So did the scan do what it was supposed to do? Well, we really don't know the impact of that yet, but what we do know is those who took the money will be worse off in retirement, and that's not good. So what were the best and worst performing sectors last week? Well, as the All Ordinaries Index was down slightly, most of the sectors were also down, although there were some positives with information technology up nearly 2%, while communication services and materials were also up, however, only just, with both rising just under 1% for the week. Now, the worst performing sectors included industrials and healthcare, which were both down over 4%, whilst consumer discretionary was down 3.8% for the week. Looking at the top 100 stocks in the ASX, the best performers were pretty much resource companies, with Northern Star Resources up over 6%. Fortescue Metals up nearly 6% and Oz Minerals that was up 4.6% for the week. The worst performers include Lendlease and Aristocrat Leisure and they were both down over 9%. They were followed by Vicinity Centres and the Star Entertainment Group who were both down nearly 9% for last week. So what do I expect in the market moving forward? Well let's get into the charts for our S&P 500. All Ordinaries Index update for this week. We'll also answer your questions and look at the stocks you've chosen for me. Okay, well, the market, uh, it was again, it was another interesting week on our marketplace. And I know I keep saying that, and I did uh, last week, I was saying, or suggesting our market would go up. And uh, it actually did go up on the Monday, making a higher higher than the previous week. So technically, um, from a technical trading aspect or technical analysis aspect. Last week was an up bar, but we did see the market close a bit lower down. Uh, at the end of the week, it started to fall away. So it is really, really interesting, our market at the moment. And we are on that tipping point of the seesaw, so to speak. But let's get into the chart and have a bit of a look at that now. On your screen, you can see a chart. This is a chart I was talking about with some of our diploma students on um, Thursday or Friday. I think it was Friday, actually. I was actually doing a recording for them. I often go through the market in a lot more detail. I don't do that on these uh, YouTube videos because a most of what I would explain, uh, a lot of you wouldn't understand what I was talking about. But B, it's not necessary you know, in terms of what you're looking at, at the, um, in terms of your own personal investing. Um, our traders, obviously, they trade for themselves and, and they're looking at my thoughts on the market. So I do get a lot more in detail with them. But you can see here that the high there, that recent high here back here, um, on the 12th of June, oh, sorry, it was actually on the 9th of June, that high there at 6314. We're still way below that. And if we look here, you can see the market moved up and now it's came down and closed a little bit lower there. But it is, was an interesting um, uh, week at this point in time because we're seeing here's the close here from the 5th of June at 6116. And we're not getting over this sort of level here. We're hitting this really strong resistance level here, which is around 6,200 points. Now, both Janine and I were expecting our market to break through here and probably get up into that 6,600 point range before it starts to fall away because we are due for a low sometime around late July or into or so August or September. We're looking for the low to happen in and generally the peak will happen somewhere around about this sort of area, but it's possibly it's happened a little bit earlier than what we expected. So that's why we expected the peak to run through to around about this week or into next week, possibly even into the third week of July, but uh, before it starts to fall away. So this coming week will be a real critical week for us on the market. If we do see a downward move through here and we start getting low, and definitely if we break the low of uh, the week of the 3rd of July, if we break that low of 5.875, then we 
are definitely going down into low. The good news is the low will happen earlier than later. Now, if I use my little trend arrow tool, you'll actually see what I'm talking about. Whereas it is, there it is. So right now we've had the move up to here. So if we, if we do break that low there of that bar for last week, what we're actually seeing is the low will come in here. If let me click on again it'll come in a little bit early it'll come in sort of before to the mid mid august there but the other option is it'll come if if we do get a rise up this week and into the next weeks what we're actually going to we'll actually see something more like that and then come down into a little bit later on in the week so we'll get a little bit later on in this movement here down into august into september our low will be so either way i'm still thinking there's not a lot more upside in our marketplace at this point in time uh, there's probably the the argument is to slow down your buying at this point don't just get necessarily get into markets or stocks generally at this sort of time we're going to start seeing a little bit more speculation and we're seeing that on our market as well with people trying to jump in of, into stocks trying not to miss out or having that fear of missing out so right now time to be cautious and if you do own stocks make sure you've got stop losses on it but Let's now get into our questions for the week. Now, our first question that, that we have today is from Bob. And Bob says, Hi, Dale. Could I please get your opinion on ResMed looking to buy and trade over the medium to long term? And recently, it has had a great run since COVID crash and hit an all-time high. I know in your book for beginners, you mentioned you should always wait for a trend line entry, but some stocks like ResMed and REA, which I acquired about a week ago, don't show signs of trend line signals. That's correct. Um, what are your thoughts on getting in on this stock while it's rising and riding the uptrend while putting a stop loss on it in case it falls the other way? Um, yeah, you are quite correct. There's, there's a few stocks at the moment that aren't giving trend line entries, and we had that, uh, that issue after... Um, after the sort of the 2003 low in our marketplace, the market took off, gave a lot of trend line signals, but then it kept going on, going and going and going till the eventual high in 2007 before the GFC. A whole lot of period there, we couldn't get new trend lines onto stocks, and that will happen. That's why we have lots of rules and tools in toolboxes, traders. We don't just use a trend line rule, but a trend line rule, as you saw in my book, is really good for that medium to longer term investing. It's great for short term investing, but not great for for really short-term investing. So there are rules and tools for certain markets and, and this is all market and stocks depending on their personality. Right now, um, I don't necessarily have too much of a problem uh, that said in getting in the stocks that are already running good stocks that are fundamentally good and they're moving up as long as you keep your stop losses or stops on them or have stops or exit strategies on them. Because as I said a little bit earlier in the report, I am expecting the yearly high to come in on the All Ordinance Index. We may have already seen that and we may have already Already been starting our downward move into our next major low. If that next major low, um, if we do get uh, some really bad news on the US, US reporting season starts uh, this week. We've got, I think it's PepsiCo starting to reporting on Monday here in the US, and then the starts from their financial stocks. There's a few of those reporting this week in the US. If we do get a lot of negative there, our market, we're going to start seeing earnings figures on our stocks for the end of their financial year or the end of the second half of the financial year we'll start seeing those in the next four weeks or so uh, or four to eight weeks we'll start seeing those coming out so if we start getting some shocks on that will our market will come down like any market would so they're the things that i'm thinking of at the moment that are on in the back but let's go and have a quick look at resmed anyway for you and i'll 
put my glasses on so I can see it. You are correct, it's made through a new all-time high. You can see that's beautifully moving up now. It is running a little bit faster at the moment. You can see here it's running a lot, it's running a lot faster through here. And that tends to mean more rampant speculation on a stock or a market when you start seeing vertical moves. The vertical moves are what you see at the end of all runs. At this point in time, I don't have an issue with ResMed. If you do own it, I'd stay with it. Would I be getting into it now? I'd be cautious. Your choice. I'm not going to tell you whether to buy or not buy. I'm just saying I like the stock at the moment. And if you choose, you think there's more upside on it, then that's up to you uh, as long as you've got your stop loss on it. So you may find it might move up 5 or 10 or 20% before it starts to fall away. But... Um, hey, you might wait for it as well if it does retrace a little bit in the market's move down that I'm expecting in the next few months. But don't make a decision based on that. Make a decision on based on your own research. And that's really what I would suggest you do, Bob. But great question. I really thank you for that question. The next one we've got um, is COAS, COAS World. Um, what's your thoughts on Sezzle and FXL? I'm just going to have a look at Sezzle. I'd really do like a little bit more on your questions rather than what's your thoughts on Sezzle and FXL. Why are you looking at it? Are you looking to buy it? Do you own them are you making money or losing money what do you why do you think they're interesting at the moment or wanting my talks on it or want me to talk on it but let's go and have a look at sezzle on a chart here um, it is a very speculative stock so what you can see there how vertical is that so um, right now it's bullish and um, there's not a lot of data on this stock but you can see the speculators are out on this they really are then the and what you're seeing in the marketplace now and i know this is probably hard to take there's a lot of people i suppose under 35 getting into the market there's a lot of people that there's a lot of people 20s and 30s sitting at home trading day trading the asic report uh, uh, that i talked about about six or eight weeks ago said it all there's a lot of people with not a lot of knowledge getting into the market now pushing it and pushing certain stocks up they're looking at chat forums they're looking at all sorts of things people that are uneducated and unqualified talking about stocks and pushing prices to unreasonable highs or unreasonable levels that they're not going to um, to they're not going to be able to sustain and what will happen and i saw this in the bitcoin bubble i've seen it in the tech boom i've seen it in so many other things what will happen there'll be blood on the streets on some of these stocks i'm not necessarily saying sezzle's going to be one of them but right now it's gone vertical i wouldn't get into it right now um, it has gone vertical it's probably gone vertical on news let me have a little bit of a look at its daily daily volumes and that sort of stuff you're seeing 2.7 million dollars um, 2.7 million shares so it's a reasonable amount of money going into this stock but you know and it's not too bad but you know would you get into it right now i wouldn't i'd be staying right out of this because what goes up fast generally comes down fast color so but thank you for asking the question now let's get to the next one if i can move it on it's from pj who says hi dale thank you for all your great educational videos that's my pleasure mate um he says i really appreciate it but what do you think about brn it's a low cap which had a run up nicely then a correction now um, it's on its way up with good volume. It has taken out the recent high and thinking before Probably heading higher on the daily chart. Can you see multiple can see multiple bounces from the lows in the weekly chart around 20 uh, cents is the expectation 
This is the only time it's taken out the high on the weekly with strong looking candles. It's a penny stock, um, but weekly volumes has been quite good for a while and weekly trend line was broken. It seems to have tested the recent high area and um, in the weekly risky, but could be interesting for anyone wanting a bumpy ride. I'm not sure why you'd want a bumpy ride, but there's a few things there is it's a penny stock. So straight away, it, it doesn't get my interest and I'm, I'm not trying to be rich here, but it just doesn't get my interest penny stocks what I, what I find a lot of people do they go oh this has gone too high or this stock's too expensive or it's you know it's out of the ballpark because it's a ten dollars or fifty dollars or a hundred dollars and people wrongly wrongly classify stocks based on the price alone you cannot base the whether a stock is is cheap or, or expensive based on the price whether a 20 cent stock doesn't necessarily mean it's cheap to me uh, it, it could be worth 10 cents or 2 cents and if it's trading at 20 cents and it's only worth 2 cents then it's exceedingly expensive stock um, but a $100 stock could be seriously cheap to me because it's worth $200 but it's only trading at a dollar it's not how what the price of the share is so when you're looking at stocks you're actually not you're not looking for spectacular rises all the time because they're going to be stocks that will take your money they really will if they go up fast they're going to come down fast and I know a lot of people will get there and they say look it's only 20 cents if it goes up two cents I've made 10% on my money if it yeah surely it can go up 20 cents or 30 cents and I double my money in the next three months too many a lot of people are looking for stocks like that right now and they're few and far between but what will happen is and like I was saying earlier there will be blood on the streets if you keep looking for stocks like that you'll get them wrong more times than you're going to get it right and what generally happens is you'll have these stocks that you'll buy into they'll fall away and then they'll go sideways and do nothing for uh, months or years and sometimes decades that I've seen that and that people will be down 70 to 90 percent of their money and I've seen that so many times over the last 25 odd years that I've been helping people so always protect your capital but go for good stocks but let's go and have a look at um, BRN anyway and have a quick look at this fee for you you can see here how most of its life it's been falling away there's April 2015 it was up at 57 cents went on this spectacular move up and then people that bought it there I'm still I can guarantee people that bought it back there in that April are still holding that or some of them not all of them and you can see it fell all the way down through to this low here at point or three cents it fell all the way down to three cents it's gone up lately this is why a lot of people probably more people are interested in it right now it's moved up quite strongly from that three cents down to um, um, it closed last Friday there at 11 cents that's a seriously weak bar at this point in time I don't care if somebody thinks it's worth 20 cents and that's the expectations expectations are like opinions everybody's got one um, they're also like backsides everybody's seen got one it's what is it doing now and what is your analysis based on what it's doing when did it cross a trend line on a weekly chart I can't see a trend line on a weekly chart on this stock um, at this point in time so I'm not sure when when it did all of that hasn't given me any sort of buy rules there and it's a stock that I would pretty much stay out of I mean you are saying yeah there's a lot of volume going into it but I would expect that would probably be a lot of speculators going on for that spectacular right trying to catch a winner but most of those people will get in towards the end so if you're getting spike volumes um, let's have a bring that up actually let's put some volume on the stock and we'll have a bit of a look 
see where it is here and getting some big volumes coming through here. If I see volume rising and are getting bars like that, then that would sound signal me to be it's a warning sign. Not yet. It may go up for another few more cents. Um, but again, my money wouldn't be on that stock. But thanks for sending in your question. Um, as I said, I'm not trying to um, poo-poo what you're doing. I'm just saying there are much, much better stocks that are going to give you much more consistent. The best traders and the best investors are the ones that are consistent, not the ones that just get 100% winner once and then have a lot of other ones that are inconsistent. The majority of people that come to us to learn are seriously inconsistent in their trading. They hit and miss all of the time. People come to us to get that consistency because when you get consistency, you make far more money with a hell of a lot less effort. But again, thank you for sending in your questions and thanks for watching till the end of this video. I really do appreciate that. Uh, we are here to help and educate you. Now, if you do have a question that you'd like me to answer, just stick them below in that chat um, and I'll get to answering those on my next report. I can't answer everybody's questions because we get way too many. So if you haven't had your question answered, um, I do apologize. But again, I'm only trying to do the questions that I can do at this point in time. And if we get too many, I can't do everybody's. But remember, here on this channel, we do these reports every single Monday, every single week. And we do our US market report that goes out on Tuesday with my interview with Jim Beach, so look out for that tomorrow. Um, we also do our live Australian stock market show every Tuesday live, 7 to 8 p.m. here on YouTube on Australian Eastern Standard Time. So also remember, hit that subscribe button now and click the bell on the right of it so you know when we upload new videos and go live with our um, Australian stock market show. I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. Goodbye, good luck, good trading. Stay safe. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.